You're listening to the Independence Election Night special here on WBAI 99.5 FM. I'm your host, John Tarleton. The polls have already closed in Virginia, site of a hotly contested governor's race. We are closely following uh, right now with only 4% of the vote in. The Republican Glenn Youngkin is up by about six points over Democrat Terry McAuliffe. However, most of the uh, votes that have come in so far are coming from uh, rural parts of Virginia and a little bit around Richmond and nothing from the Washington, D.C. Uh, metro area where McAuliffe will run strongest. Uh, also, polls will close at 8 p.m. in New Jersey and 9 p.m. here in New York, where Ad- Eric Adams is the overwhelming favorite to be elected as New York City's 110th mayor and its second African-American mayor. We spoke a few moments ago with Tom Robbins about what kind of mayor uh, Eric Adams might be and the people uh, he has surrounded himself with. But no mayor is an island unto himself. They have to work with city council. They also have to work with the governor and state legislators in Albany, which wields tremendous power over the city. Joining us now to talk about uh, how they see things going with the city government uh, under Eric Adams uh, it is uh, Alexa Aviles. Uh, she's a, a newly uh, elected a city council member in District 38 in South Brooklyn. She won the Democratic primary in June and had no opponent on the ballot today. And also we're uh, going to be joined by Jabari Brisport, who won a central Brooklyn state Senate seat in 2020. And he has had a very busy first year in the state legislature. They are both democratic socialists who ran for office as champions of the working class. Welcome both of you to WBI's election night special. Good evening, John. Great to be here. Good evening. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember uh, Elect uh, Abilis. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your victory, a- and uh, your thoughts on on uh, Eric Adams and going. You're going to be going to work at City Hall as well on on January one, and uh, what your hopes and expectations are uh, working with the the new mayor. Is it possible? I mean, he's been very critical of of, of socialists and the left in general in New York. Uh, your thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a great question. You know, um, my expectation is that, you know, this mayor and this council really deliver for working class people in New York City. And we have obviously some many policy differences, but at the end of the day, it is really improving the lives, the, the material conditions of our people here in New York City that we have to deliver for. So, you know, I expect that we should be able to work through stuff and really address the critical issues, right? Housing is really critical. Climate change, you know, safety in our streets. Um, I think these are, you know, many, many of the areas that I hope we will find some common ground and just really be able to support, you know, the residents of our communities who have been really suffering uh, through this pandemic and before. Right. And, uh, there, there's going to be a fairly large block of, of uh, socialist and, and progressive uh, city council members, many of them newly, newly elected. It seems like maybe roughly 15 or 16, including uh, yourself and Tiffany Caban, who were elected as um, and endorsed by the Democratic Socialists of America. And there's three other council members who identify as socialists, I believe. Uh, what kind of impact do you think that this larger uh, left wing block on city council can have? Yeah, I think, you know, we are focused on, you know, doing the work, right? And pushing, pushing, changing the narratives and really centering 
uh, working class people, right? Centering the most marginalized in our policies, in our operations. So, you know, I think, I think we're going to work hard to build a coalition, uh, work hard to make sure that our policies, our legislation, um, how the agencies operate really do center our communities. So, you know, I, I'm feeling optimistic. I think, you know, in addition to, you know, this growing left block, um, you know, it is a council also with the first time of majority women. Um, so I think there's going to be a real culture shift um, in this body. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with them. Right. And speaking of city council, the one of the most important things you'll do will be at the beginning of your term when you when the 51 of you all uh, decide who will be the next city council speaker, uh, have you settled on someone as uh, who you want to support? And if not, what are you looking for in the next uh, city council speaker? Yeah, no, we are, um, I am, and we are all hard at work, um, really deliberating um, what is possible there. Uh, You know, I think we are expecting a speaker that really centers the members, a speaker that will, you know, be a check and balance to the administration, um, a speaker who's really going to dive into what does equity look like in the body, in the budget, you know, in policy, uh, really kind of commit to moving things boldly forward uh, for the members. Um, So I think, you know, those are definitely some of the things. Obviously, there are many, you know, policy elements that we're looking at. But in terms of big picture, you know, we want we want a speaker who's going to stand firm and stand strong for the body, stand strong for, you know, what we believe in and what we're fighting for. and, you know, be the check and balance to the mayor, who we may end up being at odds with. And how important is it that the next speaker be a woman, given that all the citywide Ooh. offices are going to be uh, held by men? I mean, I, I would personally love that, given, you know, we have the first majority of, the, of this body be a woman. But honestly, right, most importantly, is shared values and commitment um, to making sure that the lives of our people are improved, right? And that we really um, do better. Uh, so, you know, and also, you know, shift shift the system. Um, honestly, so I think it is important, but values and, you know, vision are even more important. So I'm looking for someone that's going to have the, have the both and may it be a woman, I'd be happy for that. Okay. And I want to bring uh, Jabari uh, Brisport into the conversation. Uh, uh, Senator Brisport, what uh, your thoughts on Eric Adams and how he'll be received in Albany? And do you have a sense of what he might want uh, from the state government? Uh, yeah, thank you, John. Um, you know, I, I'm willing to work with whoever is elected mayor tonight to ensure the people of my community and, and, and New York City live dignified lives. You know, um, I think the biggest thing that we in Albany can offer is that uh, the reassurance that uh, we will be fighting, you know, progressives and, and left-leaning electives will be fighting to, you know, increase taxes on the rich rather than make cuts to any social services. You know, it did trouble me on the campaign trail hearing that he would be open to potentially cutting um, areas of the city budget. Um, and I, I worry where, where those cuts might come from. I would certainly hope they don't come from the Department of Education as, as a former teacher. So, um, you know, I'd be happy to work with them to ensure that, you know, the things that people in New York City need are well-funded. 
uh, if anything could be defunded, it'll probably be the the police department, in, in my opinion, which I, I know myself and and you know Adams don't don't see eye eye to eye on. And in terms of uh, how we'll be working with the governor, you know that that's to be seen. We have a new governor right now, and there's an election for that coming up soon. And it's it's a lot of new uh, a new new alchemy that's about to happen. So, you know, there is there is a lot up in the air. Right, and, and uh, want to delve a little bit more into uh, public education. Uh, you all both have a, a background with that, uh, Alexa. You were as, you've been a school parent leader uh, in Sunset Park for many years. And uh, Jabari, you were a middle school math teacher in Crown Heights before you uh, were elected to the state senate. Um, uh, your your thoughts on uh, Eric Adams and, and public education? He's certainly been uh, bankrolled by uh, billionaires who uh, strongly favor charter schools in, in this election cycle. Your thoughts on where we may be headed with the schools, and also uh, where the schools should be going after this uh, eighteen months of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I would say that I've had the pleasure of hearing Eric Adams tell a really uh, beautiful story in, in, in two uh, scenarios or two locations so far, uh, really talking about his childhood and having learning difficulties in school and actually tying that to the situation at Rikers and, and really how many incarcerated men have dyslexia or ha- you know have suffered from learning difficulties. And when I hear that, I understand, I hear I hear the words of a man who understands that the deficits in public spending on community programs or social services or things like education ultimately end up hurting us in the end. So it is troubling to, you know, know about some of where his donations are coming from, especially in the charter school industry. But I would hope that if if he understands that when we don't spend enough on education, it leads to unstable communities, that he would work with the Department of Education and work with teachers to ensure that our schools are fully funded. Alexa, your thoughts? I'm playing with the mute button. Okay. Um, can it, can, I, I can't agree with uh, Senator Brist, Brisport um, anymore, but certainly I'd add, you know, I think, you know, we're committed to public quality, public education for all children. Um, and I think um, we will continue to make sure that is front and center. Uh, it should not depend on a family's income or where they grew up or whether they speak, um, you know, a particular language. All children should have access to quality education. And, you know, that will be our fight. With, with the increased funding that we've received from the federal government, um, you know, I think what we'll also want to ensure is that parents and young people have voice and oversight in those resources to make sure that they are actually going to the things that are most important. Um, and so, you know, I think we'll, we'll be watching uh, very closely and we will continue to make sure that the people at the center of the education system, parents, youth and educators continue to be centered and lifted up and uh, that we not continue down the privatization path of making sure that, you know, corporations continue to maximize profits over centering, you know, education of young people. Um, so that will be our commitment. And I think, you know, we'll be watching really closely. And I hope, as, as Senator Brisport mentioned, uh, that the administration will remember the interconnections and how fundamental education is uh, for, for the outcome of young people's lives. So, you know, I think I think we'll be we'll be watching very closely. 
Right. And, and Senator Brisport, you mentioned a few minutes ago the agency you would most like to see uh, defunded or at least have its budget reduced it would be the NYPD. Uh, however, uh, that we're probably not headed in that direction with uh, uh, Mayor Adams. But your thoughts on kind of the trajectory of the last year and a half or so of how we went from these enormous uh, Black Lives Matter protests after the police murder of George Floyd, uh, as, as many as 26 million people in the streets of, of the United States in hundreds of cities, a month of massive protests here in New York, uh, attempts to uh, cut the police budget um, last summer, uh, in the summer of 2020, and um, and where and how we got to this point where uh, someone who's a fairly conservative Democrat and a former uh, police officer is about to be elected mayor who largely ran on a law and order platform. Um, your thoughts on that and what it, how the left needs to, uh, I guess, grapple with this turn of events. I mean, I think there will be an interesting dynamic between a very left leaning city council where there are about five open socialists sitting on the city council, many left leaning progressives, many of them who ran on platforms of defunding the police, you know, some of some as much as as $3 billion. And that in contrast with the mayoral administration, which has uh, stood in opposition to that, you know, we really have two different visions for New York City which will essentially be competing um, to one another. And I would just hope that, you know, when we are talking about defunding anything, the only thing I've, I've, I've heard from the, the incoming administration is that they're open to defunding other agencies. And, I, you know, I would, I would expect and I'll fight with council members to ensure that those other agencies, especially the Department of Education, is not defunded. And council member elect Abelis, your, your thoughts on, on the defunding the police and, and, um, you know, how the new council should uh, uh, handle the NYPD? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's, uh, it's pretty well documented that a good number of the council members, as Senator Brisport mentioned, right, really has dug into the fact that the agency's budget is incredibly bloated and we continue to, to pad it, even though the agency is ill-equipped um, to really kind of deal with the multiple issues that seem to be thrown at it. And so it continues to be, from our perspective, a place where there can be cuts. Um, because if we are truly invested in the health and well-being of our communities, we know where those investments need to go. Those investments need to go in making sure people have stable housing, to make sure that they have stable employment, that they have food, that they have health care. Um, so, you know, I think, I think this council really, you know, is coming in with a very different perspective. Certainly there is a wide range of perspectives, right? We are a body of 51. Um, but I think, you know, we will be having some real conversations. It certainly is the first time where you have, you know, a majority than a handful of council members who have expressed real commitment to, to ensuring that there is some reinvestment real reinvestment in our communities and not just investing in carceral systems. Right. And, and, and last question for you, uh, council member elect, uh, Abilis, uh, once elected politicians often become remote and inaccessible to, uh, ordinary people to the people who put them in office. 
as you prepare to take office, what steps are you taking to uh, co-govern more with uh, constituents and really bring them into the small D uh, democratic process? Yes, yes. This is this is something that really excites me the most and where I really hope to improve um, in our district. So really, you know, I believe we need an organizer in the office, right, who is going to bring residents from across the district to fight for all the issues uh, that we're confronting, right, to make sure that we're fighting market rate housing and organizing around um, protecting NYCHA, our public housing uh, you know, our fights across the district are the same, right? We're working class people that really need um, some additional support. And so I think that our office will be open. We will be supporting residents to organize together to build solutions where they're centered, right? Solutions that come yes. from them. You know, we need, we need a city planning that works for working people, not just for real estate developers. So you know, I hope we, we are going to have a council that fights uh, for our people's priorities in the budget. And we're going to be doing that together with residents across the district. So I'm really excited about the opportunity to okay. work differently. Okay. We'll have to leave it there. But uh, I thank you both, uh, Councilmember uh, Alexa Aviles and State Senator Jabari Brisport, both members of the Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, for our election night special on uh, WBAI. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.